This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude. I wanted to eat everything. And I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, I want to say about a week ago now, and I was coming back home from being in Atlanta for a speaking engagement, and Delta just gave me such a wonderful experience. And it really was the icing on the cake of just such an amazing weekend that I had. Some of the things that I love particularly about my Delta airline experience was first, the amazing customer service. Everyone there was so kind, so welcoming, so present, so attentive. And a small thing, but was big to me, was just something simple as having headphones so that I can enjoy more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. I mean, my flight wasn't that long, but I got to catch up on a movie, some shows, just things I don't have time to do usually at home. I was able to enjoy that in the air. Delta also offers fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi, and it's available for SkyMiles members. Being able to access the Wi-Fi, I was able to order some groceries and just get a head start on my week. It was a great end to my experience and ushered me right back in to be at home. So even if you're not home yet, Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. I find a quiet street, lock the doors, and hope no one notices. But we did notice. Helping Up Mission provides food, care, and a new beginning for neighbors in need. Because a car should never be a home. Go to HelpingUpMission.org. This episode of the Black Girl Boss Podcast is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is a super simple invoicing solution that lets you create and send slick, professional-looking invoices in seconds. I personally use FreshBooks in my business to send invoices to my clients, to send recurring invoices to monthly clients. I use it to track my expenses. I actually switched over um, from using QuickBooks to using FreshBooks. And to be honest, not just because they're a sponsor, but I truly love FreshBooks because it's just super duper easy. It's very user friendly. So I can 
can log on to my FreshBooks dashboard and see exactly what my business, how my business is doing. Um, I can see uh, when my invoices are going to be sent out. I can see what invoices are past due, who I need to follow up with, all of that good stuff. So I love FreshBooks. It allows me, I can take a picture of my receipt, upload it right into FreshBooks, and it'll track all of my expenses for me. And to be honest, my favorite part about FreshBooks, though, is that if I need to have a question or if I need help with anything, I can just call and talk to a real person. I know a lot of um, these invoicing softwares, you got to call and, and, and deal with these automated systems. So FreshBooks, somebody picks up super quick and I get to talk to a live person and get help on what I'm looking for. So I definitely suggest that for all of you guys that are trying to get better with your expenses, get find a new invoicing solution um, or just find a better way to run your business on the back end. Definitely check out FreshBooks for free for 30 days by just going on www.gofreshbooks.com slash blackgirlboss and enter blackgirlboss podcast in the how did you hear about us section. So one more time, go to www.gofreshbooks.com slash blackgirlboss. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to episode 59 of the Black Girl Boss podcast. I'm like super excited to be talking to you guys today. I'm actually on Instagram live right now. So shout out to everybody on my live right now. If you're not following us, make sure you follow the, the podcast page on Instagram at Black Girl Bosses and follow me as well at Tatum Tamia on Instagram. Um, but I was just telling them on the live what inspired this podcast episode. So it, this year, God has really, really been calling me to include him in this podcast. So I've told you guys before that there's going to be a name change in the podcast. I've already started incorporating elements of what God wants me to do by simply just including him in this show and not just including him in the conversations on the show, but including him in the preparation phase of the show. So I have like this running spreadsheet where I um, have like all of these business related episodes or business topics that um, I'm going to do episodes on or that I want to do episodes on or people that I talk to want to hear episodes on. But one thing I also do is I always ask God, like, OK, what do you want me to talk about on the podcast this week? You know, if there's anything that you want me to talk about, uh, talk to your people about, like, you know, let me know, disrupt my plans if you need to so that I can be able to communicate uh, what you want me to communicate effectively. And I just really want to let y'all know, like when you really make God the CEO of your business, things change. And I'm going to tell you a little bit at the end, some of the practical things that I've been able to do simply simply in the last couple of weeks. I mean, we're just now into what, February. So just the things that I've been very intentional about within the first month of this year um, and how God has really just given me little winks that I'm on the right path. So today we're going to be talking about, oh, so I didn't even give you context. My bad, y'all. So what happened was the other day I was, or maybe this was actually yesterday, I was watching a sermon and this is something that I do all the time. 
And as I was watching this sermon, this thing just hit my spirit so hard that I was like burning up the eggs, trying to get my pen, get my notebook, get something to write on so that I can get everything that I was feeling out on paper. You know, so I so I have like two pages worth. I was showing them on my live. I have like two pages worth of chicken scratch because of how God was really just speaking to me uh, through this sermon. And so I don't even I think the sermon is actually called Stride and it's um, by a pastor named his first name is Mike. I don't know his last name because I just discovered him this week, but it's Pastor Mike from uh, Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm going to actually include the link to that sermon in this uh, in this episode in the show notes. So make sure you uh, pay attention to that so you can get the link. And if you're on our email list, I'm going to send it to the email list as well. So you guys can kind of see the sermon that inspired this. And it's like a four part series. So I definitely suggest you ch- you check that out. So as I was listening to it, what I wrote down in my notebook was the real difference between having God as the CEO of your business and you being the CEO of your business. And I really wanted to get into this because I'm just now learning this year. So this is not like I'm sitting here talking to you from I've been doing this my whole life because I have not. I have just now learned this year what it really means to make God the CEO of your business. And I thought that I was doing it before, but I wasn't because I was using God as a consultant as opposed to making him truly in charge. When you make God in charge of your business, you no longer are in the driver's seat. You got to take your hands off. You got to get in the passenger seat. I just like you don't like anybody in your passenger seat telling you where to go and what to do or anything like that. You can't you can't be that way as well when you're when God is actually the um, CEO of your business. So imagine if you were driving somewhere and you and somebody was riding together and they didn't like what you was doing or they didn't understand the route that you was taking to wherever it is that y'all was going and they just put their hands on the steering wheel and turned it over to to make a right you're gonna be looking at them like what are you doing who first of all who told you to touch my uh, steering wheel in the first place let's get that clear second of all like you could have killed us you grabbing the steering wheel and moving us to where you think you should go you could have killed us you got us completely off track like wh- what is going on But it's the same thing when you don't make God the CEO of your business. You're that person in a passenger seat that's that's trying to take control of the wheel and 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 move the car. And then just like that person will risk you guys getting into an accident by doing that, you're risking getting yourself into an accident, getting yourself into trouble, running yourself and your business into brick walls, running your business into financial troubles, running your business into situations where you're not reaching your top target audience running your business to the point where it's driving you crazy because you decided to put your hands on the steering wheel and not let God uh, drive and be the CEO and really take you to where it is that you're trying to go. And so, um, that's why it's so important to really understand practically. Like I'm a practical person. I don't like people to just pump me up and then just leave me on this high because then it's like, okay, well, when the high goes away, uh, what am I supposed to do with this? So it's definitely important um, to grasp this concept of the difference between God being the CEO of your business and you being the CEO of your business. So I wanted to first talk about like what happens when you are the CEO of your business and not God. 
First things first, when you decide to start a business, it's probably because it it probably came from like a passionate place. You know, you probably saw some type of need that needed to be filled or it was something that you were really passionate about and you wanted to start a business behind it. So you decided to start this business. Now, naturally, nobody's necessarily good at being the chief executive officer from day one because that re- that's a lot of administrative stuff. That's a lot of strategic planning. It's like a whole job to be a CEO. You, just th- the same way you can be a CEO without being an entrepreneur. Like it's an actual job that requires uh, certain skills. And so a lot of the times we don't have those skills. Our skills are probably in whatever it is that our businesses around. So because of that, we decide to like read books, uh, take classes. We might get a business coach. Um, We might, let's say, do any type of online course or we just become a student of business so that we can learn to take this idea that we have or this baby that we just birthed and make it successful. Now, that's the natural way we go about things. I know a lot of you guys have done that as well. That's probably why you listen to this podcast, because you are probably new and business or you have an interest in business and you want to learn what it takes to actually get there. Now, that's what you do when you're the CEO of your business. Now, when God is the CEO of your business, you have a certain uh, extra level of confidence there because then you're going to God as the source for what it is that you're supposed to do in your specific business. Now, when we think about the plan for our life, God already knows the beginning from the end. Like he already knows what it is you need to do to be successful. Like I told you guys a couple episodes ago, it's not just about him helping you find your husband or him healing your heart or him healing your body. It's a, he wants to be a part of every area of your life. It's not separate. And And being a part of every area of your life includes your business. And so when you make God the CEO of your business, you're able to go to him directly and be like, hey, God, listen, so you gave me this idea. I know you didn't give me this idea for no reason. You know, I, I have this business that I'm starting, but I don't really know how to do this. You know, how what did it what is it that you want me to do? What do I need to do next so that I can get to what to that promised land so I can get to the level of success that you have for me. You don't have to take certain classes. You don't have to read books. You don't have to have a coach. You don't have to have a lot of these things that you would naturally do when you're the CEO of your business. You can go straight to the source. Now, don't get me wrong. You still should do these other things, you know, because you want to be educated. You want to make sure uh, that you also know the textbook stuff that you should or the textbook business knowledge that you should have to make your dream successful. Um, But But when God is the CEO of your business and you have that relationship, you're able to know like how to to what's that old school saying? You're able to eat the chicken and spit out the bones. So that means you're able to go and let's say uh, take a certain class on business, but then know like, oh, that don't apply to me because God said I didn't even have to go through that. Or, oh, that don't that don't apply to me because God said that I needed to focus on the marketing because he was going to take care of the finances or, oh, God said that I should just focus on getting my speaking skills up because he was going to send me the opportunity. So I don't really got to worry about that. There's a certain level of, of extra strength, of, of extra confidence that you have, of, of extra intelligence that you have when you have when God is the CEO of your business and you're able to go directly to him uh, to get what it is you're looking for for your journey. Also, when you're the CEO of your business, you tend to disregard 
the source of the people who are teaching you. And what I mean by that is if you look at somebody if when you're the CEO of your business. So, again, I'm, I'm taking God out of it for a second. When you're the CEO of your business, you tend to look at somebody and say, oh, she or he looks very successful. I want to go learn from them on how to be successful or this book sold uh, 10 million copies. And it's been known to help entrepreneurs make their first million dollars. So I'm going to purchase this book. But then but you're not thinking you don't take that second to think like, well, who's teaching them this stuff? So then you end up learning from somebody who don't even believe in what you believe in. Remember, in a a couple episodes ago, we talked about things like idolatry or things like people who are worshiping uh, crystals or people who are witches and worshiping other gods and all of these things. You could be getting information from them. So their information is tainted. That information doesn't apply to you. It doesn't it doesn't belong in the same soil as your uh, as your business. It doesn't belong in the soil of the seeds that you're planting because it's tainted. But because you're not in tune with God being the CEO of your business and you're relying on what it is that you want to do because you put your hands on a steering wheel and you just swerving uh, up and down the highway all crazy, you're not even paying attention to that type of stuff. And a lot of times people are teaching you good information, but they may be teaching you uh, a combination of let's say their education, their experience. They may be teaching you good stuff, but you really have to pay attention to what the source is though. I'm at the place in my business where I don't want to learn from anybody who is not directly, um, who doesn't have a relationship with God. If they don't have a foundation of God in their business, we don't have anything to talk about because we need to, I need to be able to know that you can hear from God enough to where if he needs to interject in our session that that can happen. I need to know that if you may have planned to talk to me about sales that day, but God said, no, talk to her about her habits. I need to know that you can hear from God enough to 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 interject what it is that you wanted to do that and and be able to connect to a place in me that nobody knows but God. You know what I mean? I need to know, like, my last business coach, I need to know that I can give you a prayer request and you're praying to the same God that I'm praying to. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know that we're on the same page spiritually. Otherwise, it ain't going to work with the business because my business is spiritual. You know, if we don't have somebody on the live set, if we don't have God in common and we don't have nothing, absolutely. If, if, but that doesn't mean we can't be, fr- be cool, can be friends. That doesn't mean we can't be, um, acquaintances. I don't mean we can't talk like that doesn't mean any of that. That just means if you're going to pour into me, you whoever is pouring into you, it has to be the same God that I believe in period. Cause I need to, I need to know that you have that spiritual foundation. I need to know that if I'm vulnerable with you and my business is a certain level of vulnerability, especially right now, as it's still growing, you know, I need to know if I'm vulnerable with you, you're not going to feed me poison. You're not going to be having me out here, um, eating the forbidden fruit and jacking the whole rest of the world up. You know what I mean? So that's the difference when you have God as the CEO of your business, you pay attention to stuff like that. So Certain things you like mm, and your your discernment is so high you can you can it may be the most successful person in the world and you want to work with them. But the second you walk up to them, you like Mm-mm, something ain't right. I can't 
I, I can't. I don't care what you've done in this world. I don't care how much success you got. I don't care how much money you got. I really don't care. Something ain't right about you. So it's nothing for us to talk about. So it's just that level of discernment that you have when God is the CEO of your business. Don't and, and that's just a word for y'all that's listening. Don't ever disregard the source of whoever is teaching you. Whoever that you sit down and be a student in, uh, in front of, whoever you open up your business, your life, your heart, whatever, to pour into you in any kind of way, pay attention to the source of that. You do not want to be, if, if you're planting something, the same thing I said before, if you're planting something, you don't want anybody to pour any type of poison on what it is that you're planting. So so really just pay attention to that, y'all. I, I really wanted to make sure I said that twice so that you can take that um, home. Also, what happens when you're the CEO of your business is you feel like you got to outwork everybody. And when I tell y'all this was me, especially last year, and y'all can check the receipts and go back to previous episodes of the podcast. I I have a huge work ethic. I promise you I will. I can outwork anybody under the table easily. I have great discipline. I, my feelings have nothing to do with what I do. Therefore, if I don't feel like it, I will still get it done. Like I can, I promise you, I can outwork everybody and I have, but that's, that's not, that's by me being the CEO of my business and not by God being the CEO of my business. And even though I was able to learn discipline, I was still misguided because you working that hard is a sign that you don't trust God to take you to where it is that you're going. You don't have to do as much when God is the CEO of your business. You just have to do what he says and he's taking care of everything else for you. Like imagine having somebody that nobody even sees just out there, just out there making crooked paths straight, just out there leveling out the playing field of people that you think are way above you. Like imagine somebody out there literally doing all of this stuff on your behalf to make sure that you're successful. That's out there doing this 24 seven. And all you, and all they asked you to do was, Hey, wake up a little earlier so you could pray before you start working in your business. That's all he asked you to do. And he's taking care of everything else. Like that just gives you a, another level of confidence. And I mean, that's just how I've been feeling the last month. It just gives me another level of confidence. Anytime my inner hustler comes up, I got to be like, hey, you need to chill. Go ahead and sign like, no, we got to silence that. That's not what we doing. And, and to me, to be honest, every day I have to, to, sur to surrender to God and die to myself because I'm naturally an outwork everybody type of person. My work ethic is unmatched. But when God is the CEO of your business, you got to silence that. And a lot of times we like to talk about the hustle, right? And so I decided to look up the word hustle because I've been kind of seeing and having this conversation a few times and people have different perspectives on the word hustle. Like some people be like, no, nah, I got to hustle because I got to work. And I, I've said this on the show before. One of my favorite quotes was always Mark Cuban's quote. Um, you have to work 20, you have to work as if somebody else is working 24 seven to take it all, take it all away from you. I loved that quote and I lived by that quote and I'm being I'm emphasizing the ED on purpose. I lived by that quote because I felt like, you know, that's what I got to do. You know, I'm self-employed. I need to stay self-employed. I need to make sure I don't need to do anything but listen to God. It's a focus shift. 
you don't have to hustle as hard when you're being led by God because he's doing all the hustling for you. You just have to be obedient. So I decided to look up the hustle uh, definition. So when I looked it up, I just had it up. Are any of y'all like me who have like a hundred thousand tabs up for your on your computer for like no reason? That's me. So let me find this definition. Okay, so I looked it up. So the verb tense of to hustle is to force or to move hurriedly or unceremoniously in a specified direction or to obtain by forceful action. Now, listen, the force is the key word in this hustle. Um, And then or of the definition of hustle. The noun version is busy movement and activity. And it's also a fraud or a, a swindle. So somebody, so if somebody says, oh, they hustled me, that means they swindled you. But most of us use hustle in a sense of we're forcing, we're busy, we're moving hurriedly in a certain direction, which is whatever level of success that we're working towards. Now, whenever I think of hustle, I also think of drug dealers. And so it's like, Drug dealers hustle and they move hurriedly because they're doing something illegal and they don't want to go to jail. So hopefully all of our businesses are legitimate so we don't have to be out here running towards something because we don't have to, you know. But anyway, this was my same mindset, feeling like I had to hustle because if I didn't hustle, I wasn't going to be successful. But God already promised me success. You know what I mean? God already told me what the end looked like. So all I got to do is be obedient to whatever the steps is that he says so that I can get there. I don't got to run. I have, I, I have that luxury now. You know, it's a luxury to have God as the CEO of your business. It's a, like, like, think about it though. How dope is it to have somebody be the CEO of your business that created everything? That created every single thing. There's nobody more qualified, not even you, not even me to be the CEO of our business. So we, it's a luxury for us to have somebody like God who's ready and willing to be the CEO of our business to actually be doing it. But for some reason, we want to be in that passenger seat, just swerving over here, running our stuff into a ditch because we're trying to do it in our own strength. And that's just not what it is. And also I wrote down here in my notes, when you have a hustler's mentality, it's a sign that you're trying to be successful in your own strength. It's a sign that you don't trust God when you're hustling because it Again, it's uh, that quote says you work like uh, you have to work as if somebody else is working 24 seven to take it all away from you. Like I challenge that now. It's like you have to you have to to relax as if somebody is working 24 seven to make it all successful for you. That's the luxury you have when God is the CEO of your business. But when you're hustling and you feel like, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to I got to get this money. Otherwise, ain't nobody going to get it. But me like I got like all of that is is dumb because you don't have to. And sometimes we get caught up in that because we think when we think about entrepreneurship, especially in the very beginning, we think about the grind. We don't really think about this uh, having God as the CEO of our business. We just have God as the consultant. Like once we win an award, we might say, yeah, I like to thank God. But that's it. 
we don't consult God or really let him drive us and take us where it is that we, where it is we need to go. Um, but yeah, I wanted to really talk about that. That hustlers mentality is really a sign that you don't trust God. So for those of you who have that mentality or feel like you are, you are living by that outwork everybody mantra like I was, I really challenge you to, to check where that comes from. Is it that you're scared that you're not going to be successful if you don't? Is it that you're scared if you go to bed at a decent hour because you're legitimately tired? Not because you work better at night, but you're legitimately tired. I can't talk. You're legitimately tired. You can't go to bed because you feel like you haven't done enough. Like, really just stop and think about that stuff because it's definitely a sign that you're trying to do things in your own strength. And I tell you this by experience. You know, there's a time I've said this on plenty of shows before, but there was a time where I would be exhausted by Wednesday because I was outworking everybody, even myself. (laughs) <laughs> to the point where I'm exhausted and I'm living and dying by coffee because I'm I'm too busy trying to make things happen when I don't have to. So, yeah, really check that for you guys who, who are struggling with that or you feel like you have to make things happen. That shows you that God is the CEO of your business, that God is not the CEO of, of your business. You're trying to be the CEO of your business and you have to fix that to make sure that you're on the right path. Also, uh, in the sermon, the preacher, he made like this super dope point. He has said that anything that you do fast, remember hustling is all about force and doing things hurriedly so fast. He said that anything you do fast causes damage. And I was like, ooh, that makes sense. So he was saying like, imagine if you were running 20 miles per hour and you ran into a wall. That's probably going to hurt. But if you was running or if you were walking into that wall, it it really wouldn't affect you like that. Like when he said that, I thought about how a couple months ago I got into like this little car accident. It was a, a minor accident. Thank God. But I was coming out of the gas station and I was pulling into the um. I was pulling into like another lane, but I was going like really, really slow because the light was red. I had no reason to rush. I was just going home like it wasn't that big of a deal. So I was pulling into the lane and this, the other car was speeding. That's that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. I, I really just didn't see him, to be honest. But I'm pulling slowly into the lane and I hit the back of the car And it wasn't no crazy collision because remember I was going slow. I like knocked, I think I knocked off like my, my front license plate. That's it. It was a, it was like a little scuff mark on my car, but one of those things you can just like get out in a wash. It wasn't no structural damage, but I knocked off my, um, front license plate but I was able to pick it up my uh, boyfriend at the time screwed the joint back on my car so I didn't have to take my car to the shop nothing but if I would have been speeding out of that thing rushing to get somewhere I would have really hit that man and caused some structural damage to both his car and mine and not had the luxury to be able to just go home and screw the license plate on and go about my day so I really that really came to my mind and I am and even worse I could have hurt myself or hurt him 
you know, if I would have been going fast and racing, trying to get somewhere, but because I was taking my time and confident that my apartment was going to be there when I got there, confident that I didn't need to hurry up and do something before somebody else uh, did, or I didn't have to work because somebody else is working to take from me. I could have just, I could just take my time. I caused no, no damage to myself or the person. And I saved myself money because I have to pay no deductible to get my car fixed. So again, if you're, if you're anything that you do fast causes damage. And I thought that this was just a really, really good point that he made. And, and he, he even went on to say, like, even when you're on your journey, let's say to your, your success, you miss stuff when you're moving fast. You're trying to hurry up and put something out. So now you got typos. Now you're known as the brand who got typos or the brand that put out this product that can't or this book that can't nobody even really read because you were so rushed to put it out. There's typos in it. There's grammatical errors. It's not looking right. Or um, or your website isn't really converting the way that you want it to because you didn't uh, take the time to put the right systems in place like you should have or your email. Emails aren't going through because you forgot to do X, Y, Z because you were in a rush to get it done. Like whenever you are in a rush to get something done, you always miss something. But instead, when you just take your time, you consult with God, like, all right, God, like what you think? I'm thinking about putting out this, this book, but, and I want to talk about this, but what do you think? Should I talk about this or should I talk about that? And let God really just tell you what to do because why make mistakes that you, that you don't have to make? You know, I always talk about one of the reasons I always invest in myself is because I don't need to touch the stove to know that it's hot. If somebody tells me, Tatum, the stove is hot, don't touch it. I'm just not going to touch it and go about my business. So the same thing to me applies with my, with making God the CEO of my business. I'm not trying to be hitting no brick walls if I don't have to. Like if you know my end from my beginning, if you know everything already, can you just tell me what to do so I, I don't be out here wasting time and money and looking stupid and crazy? You know what I mean? So, so it's important that you really just take your time. It's no rush. Entrepreneurship is not a rush. Like what are we, what are we rushing for? What's the destination? Tell me, what's the de- destination? Is it six figures or is it to quit your job? Then when you quit your job, the destination is just going to change and you're going to start running to the next thing. Then let's say the next thing is six figures. Oh, you, then you made your six figures. Now what? It's not a destination. It's, it's a journey. And the way that you make your journey just beautiful and, and amazing and successful and uh, worth it and fulfilling is by having God as the CEO of your business. Also, a lot of times when we get into this hustler mentality and we're like grinding, grinding, grinding so hard and not really uh, consulting God, we build up habits and things that we just that aren't realistic to sustain. So if I was doing the same thing and and. I'll actually give the example of when I was working in my outwork everybody mentality, a lot of things fell to the wayside, one of which being my health. I was not taking care of myself, was not working out nowhere. I was in front of my computer all the time, you know, gained weight, wasn't eating right. Like all of these things were going on because I was so focused on the hustle, thinking that getting to, let's say, the goal of self-employed was the finish line. So if I could just get there, then I can do this. Like, that's not how it works. You know, so 
when we build up those habits, that's not going to work in the long haul. Thank God I'm in my 20s. So I'm, I'm, I'm generally healthy. And so me making bad decisions don't affect me as easily as someone who may be a little bit older. But stuff like that is not sustainable because what's the good of having business or entrepreneurial success if you don't love yourself if if your emotional or mental health is is suffering or if your family is falling apart or you ain't talked to your mama in six months like what's the point of it if you aren't able to be whole you know what I mean and that's really been put into perspective for me lately especially um, with me being in engaged in in preparing to get married, I had to take a step back and be like, okay, Tatum, priorities are changing now. You know, you asked God for a husband. He gave them to you. Priorities are changing. The correct order is God family business. So you can't be, your business can't be your husband is God first, family second, and business is third. So you need to act accordingly. You need to get in alignment with the correct order of things. And so I had to really take a look at some stuff and be like, all right, then I need to make time for God. I need to take make time for my relationship and the family that I'm building and then make time for my business. Because if if I've always known, though, if I was the most successful person in the world, it would mean nothing to me if I did not have a family. You know, if I didn't have children to leave stuff to, if I didn't have uh, grandchildren to leave stuff, to leave stuff to. Like, I know when I get old, the way I'm going to be able to tell if I'm happy with everything that I've done with my life is if I'm able to leave my great great grandkids something. You know, if I look back over my estate and my and or even if I just look back over my life in general and my kids don't have to worry about Sally Mae banging down a door because I worked hard enough to pro- to provide their tuition or my kids know how to start a business that so they may not even ha- want to or have to go to college at all. Or my kids now have um, are building up their own financial futures because they own property at a young age or they own uh, equity and businesses at a young age, you know, or they're able to do things that a lot of other kids don't do because of the sacrifices that I made. Like, that's the stuff that matters to me. I don't work. I don't work hard or want to be successful so that I can have a Chanel bag and a Porsche and a house, a house in Potomac. Like those are all things I want, of course, but that's not my drive. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to, I'm a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. 
They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My tell of my success will one be if I'm if I please God and two for what I'm able to do with the generations after me. But I can't make long term moves like that if I'm moving too fast. I can't be hustling for generational wealth. I can't be uh, having a, a drug dealer's mentality, thinking that I'm going to be able to leave my great great grandkids something. Name me any drug dealer that left a great great grandkids some, something. Tell me. It, I, they probably don't exist. I mean, they might. There's always an exception, but that type of stuff don't really exist like that. So I have to move strategically and I have to have God in the driver's seat telling me where to go so that I can make sure I'm doing these things. You know, the, the Bible even says a wise person leaves the inheritance for their kids. So I know I'm on the right track. So it's important to not just be running so fast into something to where it's I end up damaging myself or even worse, damaging the people that that are going to come after me. So the next point that I have here is the reason why you have to make another reason why you have to make God the CEO of your business is you don't always know what's best for you. 
I mean, can we keep it real for a second? Look at like the people that you've dated. Look at your exes. Looking at your exes is a telltale sign that you do not always know what's best for you. Because I could look at mine and be like, I clearly didn't know what was best for anyone with the people that I was choosing. So (laughs) that is just a telltale sign that you don't always know what's best for you, but God does. And I always like to think like, imagine if you spent years grinding for a dream that's, that wasn't even yours. Like that's real because we talked about, I think it was the episode before last, we talked about like the comparison game. And a lot of times, especially now, people are getting into entrepreneurship because of the lifestyle. Like they want the freedom of their time. They don't want to be in, um, they don't want to be in a nine to five lifestyle. Like they see something, they were exposed to something that made them want to do this. So they went to pursue it, but because they didn't consult God or God wasn't the CEO of their life or any thing like that, you end up hustling for a dream that's not even yours. You end up hustling for a destiny that doesn't even belong to you. It belongs to whoever inspired you to start it in the first place. So you always have to make sure, especially when we have all of these different influences, like the the gateway to your heart is through your ears and your eyes. So we have all these different influences and and things that we see on social media and things that we watch on TV and, and podcasts that we listen to or anything. We have all of these influences that we constantly have to check with God to make sure that what we're doing is the right thing. And it's, it's so, so, so important so that we don't end up pursuing uh, Janice's purpose. I don't know why I always use like a oh, <laughs> that crazy day when I'm just talking about a person. But so we don't end up using Janice's uh, vision or Janice's purpose and trying to trying to pursue it for ourselves and wondering why it doesn't work. It's not working out because it's not for you. The reason why you don't know what's for you is because you're not including God in your plans. Instead, you're trying to do your own thing and then going to him and asking him to fix the mess that you made. You done messed around and and put your hands on a steering wheel, uh, turned in the wrong direction because you thought that that's where you were supposed to go. Now you ended up somewhere that that you weren't even supposed to be at in the first place. Now you don't waste the time, energy, money, sweat, tears, all of these things, your mental health, like all of this stuff, because you were pursuing something that was never even for you. And all you had to do, all you had to do was consult God. All you had to do was pray and make sure that you were on the right pace. That's all you had to do. And I and I know I make it sound easy. You might say, well, Tatum, that's easier said than done. Trust me, I know. Like, I was having my hands on the steering wheel my whole life. You know, I didn't start understanding this concept until a couple months ago. And the only reason I'm even talking about this now is because God tells me to talk about this stuff now. Otherwise, I would have kept this little stuff to myself. But... It's important for us to talk about these things and understand the difference between us being a CEO of our business and God being a CEO of our business so we can be able to make the right choice and understand where we're making the mistakes. Because we're probably, a lot of times we may think that God is the CEO of our business, but he's not. We just doing whatever we want to do and be like, oh yeah, God told me to do it. No, he didn't. You told you to do that, but you wanted him to fix it when you messed it all up. But that's neither here nor there because I done been there a few times. I done messed up a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff and asked God to fix it. But God is so awesome. He will fix it. But then we just wasted all this time and energy trying to be something that we're not when all we had to do was truly um, 
make God the CEO of our business. So I want to get practical. Um, I definitely, definitely want to get practical because a lot of you may be saying it's this is easier said than done, Tatum. Like, I hear you, but I've been doing things my way my entire life. Like, oh, I, you may have been in business for a while. You may be older than me. You, you know, it, whatever the case may be, you may not necessarily know how to make God the CEO of your business. And so I, I want to give you some things that I've learned, some things that God has shared with me um, so that I can tell you some of the very practical things I do every single day to make sure God is and stays the CEO of my business. Because if I'm keeping in real with y'all, I'm the type where I'll be like, hey, God, uh, I surrender it all to you. And then like halfway through the day, I'll be like, mm, can I get that back? Because I think that I should do this. So it for me, it's uh, constantly, consistently surrendering my uh, business to God, making God the CEO of my business, because I'll be like the Indian giver, like I give it to him and try to take it back. Because I'm just, that's just me. I'm I'm the type that likes to be in control. I don't, giving up control is difficult for me. Uh, it's very, very hard to trust something that you don't see is going on. Like this stuff is not easy by any means, but it's the only way. So some of the things that I, I've done is I really have to surrender daily to God. And what that means is I wake up, I used to wake up a lot later. This year, I I wasn't getting up until whenever I naturally woke up, which was about like seven o'clock. But God has been working with me like, no, you you need to don't think that making me the CEO of your business mean that you're about to be lazy. Don't think that you're about to be sleeping in until eight, seven or eight o'clock because uh, I'm taking care of things. No, you're going to get up and do something, too, though. So one thing that God kind of got on me about recently was getting back up at 530. See, I know I used to wake up at five o'clock every single day. So he granted me some mercy with 30 minutes. Ugh, 30 minutes. Like, what's that going to do, right? But um, but yeah, so God wanted me to wake up at 530 every day. So that's what I've been doing. And so when I wake up, I have this devotional that I say every single morning and I don't just say it like, you know how you just be halfway saying stuff like, all right, God, like, God is grace. God is good. And we think like, you know, the the stuff that you can just murmur off, but not really put your heart into it. I, I have a devotional that I say every single morning and I make sure that I get my heart right before I say it. So even if that means I need to, to just get on my knees and s- just stay there for a couple minutes until I'm able to say it authentically, then that's just what it is I'm going to do. Um, but I make sure I say this devotional every morning and it's my way of surrendering to God every single day. So I have, I, I pretty much just say, you know, God, first, I thank you for this day. I thank you for giving me another opportunity to live in my purpose. I know everybody didn't make it to another day of life. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to uh, have another day of living out uh, your gifts and living out the talents that you've given me and living out your purpose. And I always and I always say, you know, God, today I, 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 I minimize myself and I ask you to maximize yourself in me. I totally decrease, decrease my self 
completely so that you can you can live and work through me. I don't care what I have to do in my business today. I don't care what I have to do in my in my personal life today. I don't care what my to do list or my goals look like, what my my revenue goals say I should be doing. I don't even care what uh, my clients may want me to do today, God. I ask that you only allow me to do the things that you want me to do. I surrender everything to you. And every single day, that's that's what I do. And that's my little paraphrase of it. But that's what I do. I just make sure I let God know that have your way with me. I, I know I have a plan. I know I have things that I want to do. Um, I know we working on some stuff, but have your way with me. I'm willing to not make any money this month, this year or anything, if that means uh, pleasing you. And that's it's hard to do that. And one of the things that God has challenged me with is understanding like the book of Jeremiah. So I like bu- bought this little Bible uh, Bible study workbook. So it kind of helps you work through it. Cause I personally, if I just read the Bible straight, I get sleepy. So I need like something that's keeping my mind in check. So Bible studies help me. And so it was, it, and it was talking about how success for Jeremiah wasn't like riches and nice houses and nice clothes and nice things like that. It wasn't even praise or popularity because ain't nobody even like him for real. Like people was trying to kill him. They was not trying to hear anything he was trying to say. And all this man was doing was being a prophet for God and they was not having it. They put him in jail, like all of this stuff. And so what God wanted me to understand was success is not based off of whatever you think it is. Success is pleasing God. And sometimes that means doing away with whatever you, your version of success is and not only doing away with it, but being okay with that. Like that's a tough decision to, if I'm being frank, like imagine if, if success meant you only your basic needs are met. That's it. Nothing extra. Nothing more, but God was so pleased with you. I don't know, y'all. Like, I had to be honest. I had to stop there for a second and be like, uh, God, do you see this uh, million-dollar home on the background of my computer? Like, do you see this this white Porsche panorama that I've been wanting for a long time? Like, do you, you do you do you know I like nice things, right? But I had to I know that God has those things in store for me because the things that God has told me about, you know, just my life uh, financially and, and impact wise have been have blown my mind. But I have to in my heart be comfortable with success, not looking like that in the material sense. And so that's a point. That's a part of surrendering with God that takes a little bit of work. It definitely took some work with me. I'm being honest. It took some work with me for sure. But that's a part of surrendering. So anyway, back to the schedule. Every morning I say that devotional to God to just let him know that have your way with me. Um, I also pray. I pray for my family. I pray for people I don't want to pray for. Like it's people that that I don't really bang with like that. And God is like, pray for this person. People I ain't talked to in ages. Like pray for this person. Like fool, what? Last time I talked to her, you know, X, Y, Z. But he's like, no, pray for this person. So I do that. Um, After I pray, I just sit there and be still. Somebody once told me for as long as you talk to God, you need to actually listen. So for me, that's what I try to do. Um, When I'm giving God all of my problems or whatever it is that I'm praying about at that time, I just sit and listen. And I always ask God, like, is there anything that I have planned today that you don't want me to do? 
and I wait for my answer. Or, and then I also ask, is there anything that I don't have planned today that you want me to do? And sometimes uh, it's like, I know for today, I haven't even done this yet, but God was like, call and check on your mom. And I was like, man, I don't feel like calling her. Because <laughs> my mother is like a, a mother of the bridezilla right now. So she shows up in my house at whatever time she feels like it to talk about wedding stuff. So I don't really be trying to call her. But um, I'm going to call her today because that's what he wanted me to do. So just little things like that. It doesn't always have to be that deep. Um, but things like that so that I can be able to actually hear from God and make sure my steps are ordered the way that it should. And something that the Bible says as well um, is God says that his word will never return back to him void. So I make sure too that I incorporate things that God has said in the the um in my prayers. So I'll say things like, you know, God, the, the Bible says that a wise person steps is ordered by the Lord. So can you order my steps? Tell me what you want me to do today. Things like that. So it, I wasn't always a super spiritual person. My relationship with God is growing. I'm, I'm proud of myself and my growth, but it just takes consistency and dying to myself every single day and allowing God to use me. The next thing I do after I pray, this is still going on, by the way, <laughs> this is still like in the morning before I do any type of work or anything. So after that, I do like my Bible studies. So I told y'all right now I'm studying the book of Jeremiah. So I have a book for the people that's on live. I'm going to pull it out and show y'all because it's literally right here. I have this book. Uh, it's a Bible study on Jeremiah. And so the person in this book, she kind of just like talks about different things that's going on in her life and applies it to the word. And it's like little assignments and little like questions where you can um, answer them and stuff like that. So I do that. And the great thing about like the little Bible studies that I purchase is that it's like broken up into days. So this is like a six week Bible study. Um, yeah. So this is like a six week Bible study and it's like day one, do this day two, do this. And it's not that long. I could probably get through day one in like 30 minutes. So it's not overwhelming to the point where it gets like boring or anything like that. And then the last thing I do is I like to watch a sermon. My favorite people to watch is the Potter's house at Denver, the Potter's house at one LA. I do listen to a lot of TD Jakes. I like Stephen Furrick, Furtwick from Elevation Church. And I just discovered the guy who inspired this message from Transformation Church in Tulsa. So I'm like a YouTuber, a YouTube church queen. Like I love those, those places. And I'm always looking for new sermons to listen to. So after I watch a sermon and take my notes, uh, then I start my day. Then I start doing whatever it is I need to do. So that's kind of just like what surrendering daily to me looks like. Sometimes that takes a long time. Sometimes it doesn't. It depends. Sometimes I might watch a sermon right then and there. Sometimes the sermon waits until later on, but I do not start my day without surrendering to God and praying. Like that is a, that's something that I need to do first. My friend Tiana, who's been on the show a few times, she says that going to God, the first going to God, like the first thing in the morning and praying, it's like taking a probiotic as opposed to uh, antibiotic. It's like taking your vitamins, getting the, getting the stuff in your system first before you get sick and have to take some type of antibiotic. So it, it's making you healthy. It's fighting against anything that may come and mess up your day, mess up your health or whatever. So I, I love when she uses that analogy. And that's how I feel about that as well. 
And lastly, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about how God will will give you instructions and then give you winks to make sure that you're on the right path. So, for example, God gave me an idea. I was moving. I was actually moving to the place I'm at now and I was in a car and God always gives me like business ideas. He never gives me the business ideas while I'm asking for something or while I'm like in my quiet time. He always gives me the ideas when I'm like doing something else. So driving or something where I'm not too distracted. So he gave me this idea. He said, hey, you're going to do it. I need you to do a journal for a prayer journal specifically for entrepreneurs. And I was like, what? Okay. I don't really know what that looked like though, but all right. So I have like a little section in my phone where I write down ideas. And so I was like, all right. So I just wrote it down and I went about my day. And that's another thing. You don't have to always just implement what God tells you. Sometimes he gives you an idea that you're not supposed to run and do at that moment. It's supposed to be for later. So I always ask God as well, like, well, when am I supposed to do this though? (laughs) So uh, after, because I was driving, I ain't really ponder on it too much. I just, I just typed it in my phone real quick. So later on, I had asked God like, all right, I like that. So when do I need to do that though? Because, um, that sounds hard. That sounds like it's a lot going on. And so God was like, do that ASAP. I said, all right, cool. So the whole month of January, I was working on this journal. So as I was planning out the journal, I was like, okay, God, we're planning out what this prayer journal is going to look like, what needs to go in it. And so, you know, God is telling me what needs to go in it. I'm um, uh, crafting out like how this journal is going to go. And like the next day I reached out to the designer. I said, Hey, this is what I'm doing. How much you charge? I don't, uh, you know, I don't care how much let's get this done. And so we got it done and I'm waiting for her to send me the final proofs, but that's something that's going to be coming out this month it's called God is my CEO a prayer journal for entrepreneurs and so the thing I love about this journal one is that it wasn't my idea so it's not something that I wanted to do it's not like oh I said last year in 2018 I'm going to do a prayer journal I tell y'all about my prayer journals all the time but I never was going to do one for myself but God told me to do it so I'm going to do it And so that'll be done. So that's the thing that that's what happens when God is the CEO of your business. He gives you great ideas. And so over the time, as as me and the graphic designer are going back and forth on what it is that... This on like the the cover, what it looks like, because I know I'm fancy, like it got to be cute. So I'm like, you know, we going back and forth. I'm asking God, like, all right, well, how am I going to roll this out, though? Now, remember, God had told me last year that the podcast name was going to be changed. I didn't know what it was going to be changed to. And I didn't know how that was going to affect the show. So I fasted about it. I kept praying about it. People, I had people that I trusted praying about it. And one person that 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 fasted for it with me and prayed about it was like, you have to change the name, change the brand and change the messaging some because God is going to use you to speak specifically to entrepreneurs. You're going to of course, you're going to be great in the business part, but you have to include God in it so that people could understand what it really means to let God be the CEO of your business. So I was kind of like, what? All right. OK, whatever. So 
if you guys haven't haven't been able to tell thus far with the last couple weeks, I've been I haven't changed a name yet because God also gave me the strategy. I have the name, but God also gave me the strategy to how I was going to um, introduce the new name as well as introduce the journal with the new name. So it's awesome because he gave me the strategy on how I was going to be able to do it. He told me I was going to do it last year, but if I would have just took what he said and did it my own thing with it, then I would have still been wrong. If I would have been like, he changed the name of the podcast. All right. Or you have to change the name of the podcast. So now I'm like coming up with little cute names that that needs to happen as opposed to just waiting. So when he told me like, that's what you're going to be doing. I was like, all right, well, I'll wait for you to tell me how I'm going to be doing it then. And so I waited. I'm not in no rush. You know, you're ordering my steps. So then he told me the next thing, do this journal. What? All right. I guess I'm doing a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. And then I do the journal. He was like, okay, so now to introduce the journal, you need to do this. And this is how you get your listeners excited and engaged based off of, um, based off of the journal, based off of a new name, based off of everything I'm telling you to do. I'm like, Okay, so I have outlined and you guys are here soon. Once the journal is finished with the designer, I can be able to accept pre-orders and tell you guys what we're going to be doing to introduce all of this new stuff. But this is all God just telling me one step step at a time what to do as far as the business goes. But then also telling me, like, I'm going to tell you what to do with your business, but I need you to be consistent in letting me into your business. I need you to consistently work on focus on me. I need you to shift your focus to just me. And I will tell you everything that you need to do. And that's the the hardest thing ever, <laughs> ever. Okay. But that's just something that I'm being obedient. And, and it's, it's, it's so awesome to see how he really does give you the strategy in your business as well. Like I'm not just telling you this stuff because it's sounds good. I'm telling you it because I'm living it at this moment. And if I'm being even more transparent with you guys, when it came to changing the podcast to including God and what it's going to be changed to, it was like, what if like the podcast is doing well, God, we're doing well as is like what what's going to happen from there? Like, I'm afraid that the brand is going to falter or the show isn't going to do as well. Because of this change, like every what if, you know, people decide I don't want to be hearing about God in my business and they just don't listen. And God was like, (laughs) then they just won't listen. It's okay if you're not for everybody, but you want to reach who I need you to reach. And that that also goes back to you have to me having to change my perception of success. It's not about the numbers. It's about pleasing God. And because my my focus is pleasing God, he's going to bless me with the other things that I want as well. The numbers, the money, the nice things, the influence, like all of these things he's going to bless you with as well because you were obedient in what he told you to do. And so the same thing for me. And so what's interesting, like I said, if y'all haven't been able to tell, I've really been intentional, even though we haven't changed the, sh- the show name or anything yet, I've been intentional about making the content being what God wants it to be and within and God is so good because he has a way of giving you little winks right to be like hey you're doing the right thing and within this January alone our audience doubled for this podcast doubled I have not spent one dollar on advertising for this show at all we went from so of course you have like 
when it comes to podcast numbers, you have like your streams. So you have like the amount of people who stream the show online. But streams aren't really loyal because somebody could like click on it and that counts as a listen. But they didn't really actually listen to the show and they may not ever listen again. But that counts. The money is in the audience, the monthly audience. So your monthly audience is the amount of people who are subscribed to your show and who download multiple episodes. So people who actually are listening to you, listening to you consistently. That's where the money is, because that's where advertisers come in and you can sell you can sell those type of numbers to get advertisers on your show so our audience doubled in January we went from like 10,000 or so people listening consistently every month to 20,000 in January just January and I was like oh my god like that that is it it blew my mind and I'm almost tearing up thinking about it because every day it's it's very draining and taxing when you're making a transition from you being a CEO of your business to God being a CEO of your business because you you constantly constantly have to put yourself in check you have to put yourself in the subordinate role to uh to God and it's not easy it's hard it's difficult it takes consistency it's something that I have to do multiple times a day I have to check my thoughts I have to check what I say I have to check everything to make sure that I'm still in line. I have to change the way I do things. I can't watch as much stuff on TV as I once did because it's impacting my mind or it's impacting what I say. I mean, like, think about it. We all have those people who we may cuss a little bit more around, right? It's because they bring that out of you. We may have those people who, like, how do we magically not cuss when our parents is around, but the second our best friend walk into the room, you know, it's like over. It's because we're able to adjust to whatever our influence is at that time. So because our parents have a certain level of respect, we may not be cussing as much around them, but our friend brings that out of us. So we doing hood right things with our friends, right? So for me, I had to make sure that I checked my influences too. And I continuously check my influences. So making sure I watch sermons, listen to Christian podcasts, listen to God's word as much as possible so that I can make sure I'm being influenced and guided by the right things. So um, that's all I really wanted to talk about. You guys definitely stay on the lookout for the um, the God is my CEO, a prayer journal for entrepreneurs. I should be getting it back hopefully either today or early next week from the designers that I so that I can show you guys I can start taking pre-orders and kind of introduce all the really really cool things we're going to be doing as a podcast community um, I'm going to be traveling a couple places this year and one thing I want to do is like meetups with you guys so I'll probably find like places where I don't know they have like a nice happy hour or something so we can just meet up in person you know I'm sitting literally at my dining room table talking in a microphone but we're reaching so many people. I want to be able to hug you guys and one, just say thank you for listening to the show every week and two, get to know you guys as well. So yeah, so be on the lookout for that. I'm definitely going to be in Atlanta in May. So that's a definite. Um, and I'm also definitely going to be in Denver in July. So if you are going to be, if you live in Denver, send me a DM at Tatum Tamia and let's meet up. I'm going to be at the, um, I'm going to be at the, what is it called? The Woman Evolve Conference by Sarah Jakes Roberts. I'm not speaking or anything. I'm just going as a um, 
as an attendee. So I'm going to be there. So if you're going, let me know so we can get together. But yeah, that's it for the topic of today. I'm going to come back with questions. And I am back with questions. As usual, you guys, if you want to get your question answered on the show, go to www.blackgirlbosses.com and click on the Ask a Boss tab to uh, submit your question and I will answer it here. So this question comes from uh, Anonymous. It says, I'm... I'm an MFA Masters of Fine Arts student who wants to own my own photo and video editing business. However, I'm overwhelmed by all of the information out now about entrepreneurship. I'm not quite sure about the specific, in all caps, specific steps I need to take in order to get the ball rolling. Any questions? Uh, excuse me, any suggestions? Yeah, so, I mean, my first suggestion most definitely will be to do your research. Um, and when I say do your research, I mean do your research specific specifically on a photo and vid- video editing business. What does that mean? What services do you want to offer? Um, are you going to take the photos and edit them, or are people going to s- take their own photos and you edit um, and you edit them? You edit them for them. Um, are you going to be partnering with photographers and you maybe increase their turnaround time by doing the editing for them? Um, are you going to partner with like a production company and and you do the editing portion and they do the recording. So really figuring out what a photo and video editing business means for you and really getting those details out the way. A great practice is a business plan. Business plans are super old school and a lot of people say you don't need a business plan. Now, I do agree you don't need a business plan, but if you're struggling on where to start and uh you don't even know like what it is that you need to know about your industry or anything like that. Doing a business plan is always a great practice. You're not submitting it, submitting it to anyone for a grade unless you're looking for, let's say investors. But um, yeah, doing a business plan allows you to really think out the details of your business. So you can Google online for um, business plan templates and you can just take that and run with it because with the business plan, you're able to do your market research. You're able to, to define the goals for your company. You're able to define your specific products and services, your target audience, like all of these things. A business plan is always, always, always a good start to form your business because of the detailed questions that it requires you to answer. So that would be my suggestion. And don't get so caught up in all of the entrepreneurship stuff that you see out there figure out what you need first so that way you're able to decipher what it is that you can feed into that you see and what it what doesn't necessarily apply to you so yes do that business plan the next question says when did you know it was time to invest in a business coach so I I hired a business coach very early in my entrepreneurial journey because I just did not want to be out here making mistakes and wasting money and not reaching my goals I, I understood that I knew what I wanted to do in my business at that time I knew that I wanted to be self-employed one day but I had no idea like that in between like I had no clue how I was going to get from what was in my head to what I wanted and so I hired a business coach because I'm a firm believer in I don't need to touch the stove to know that it's hot um I'm a rebel but not that much so I would prefer to kind of just 
hear somebody who or work with somebody who's been in my shoes who can guide me in the right way. And so, um, yeah, I knew it was time because I didn't want to waste time. I had a sense of urgency about my goals. And so I invested in a business coach and I continue to invest in myself, uh, invest in coaches, invest in things, invest in conferences. I invest in myself a lot. Uh, so I knew it was time from the very beginning. I just didn't want to waste any time or money and just be out here five years later upset because I'm still at a job and be, and trying to Google my way to success. That wasn't going to work for me. And I think that's it for the questions, you guys. So submit a question. I know we covered a lot today, so I didn't want to do too many questions, but make sure you go to blackgirlbosses.com and submit your questions. You can also send me a DM at Tatum Tamia. You can send a DM to the podcast at Black Girl Bosses. But just make sure uh, you're reaching out so that I can answer your questions. All right, you guys. And also make sure that you submit your wins of the week. So go to blackgirlbosses.com and submit your wins of the week so we can bring back that all I do is win music and celebrate you guys and all the amazing things that you're accomplishing all right I will talk to you guys next week Amazon business honors Jill Lau chief procurement officer of Global Network Bank last week Jill saved big and used Amazon business to help her team buy 327 headsets now Bob can keep his conversations to himself Wait, am I still on speakerphone? With business buying easier than before, Jill now uses her extra time to focus on growing something.